<laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> <laughs> We're laughing because it's the most abrupt ending. We just ended the episode and I like it was a surprise. Keep it crispy. I said it to you and you weren't expecting it. I think it. I have to write that down, that point you made at the end. That was brilliant. Mm. And then you just went, keep it crispy. And I was like, okay. We'll <laughs> it was a mic drop end. moment for it's me. It's very funny and the, very brilliant. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's a really special one. I loved this one yeah. so, so much. And we I wasn't even, like all of these, I'm like, I don't even know if we have anything to talk about. No. And it was great. I love it. We're definitely, I feel like we'll listen to this one. It was really mm-hmm. special. Tomorrow, uh, if you're listening to this the day it comes out, I'll be at Largo, largo-la.com. And I'm also going on tour. I'll be coming back to some cities that I was already at because I'm I already have the uh, structure of a new hour and I'm very excited, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to be touring Denver and doing some of this new material and some of the stuff that it'll all be new to you. Anyway, just go to PeteHolmes.com mm-hmm. and uh, hope to see you there. And if you like the show, try a Pete's Pick. It supports the show, which means so much to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So think of it as a Patreon, but instead of just giving us money, give it to these people. They'll give you a product and we we do benefit because then the ads work and then they keep getting ads. So thank you. Try a Pete's Pick. Katie? And if you like the show, why not try a Pete's Pick? For those of you who haven't heard the show before, we do ads a little differently. We only do spots for things that I actually use and actually love. Like, for example, this that I'm holding up for the camera right now. This is my Apollo Nero. Nero. <laughs> N-E-U-R-O. Neuro? Yeah, Neuro, like neurology. My Apollo Neuro. It's the one piece of tech a product really that has changed my life the most in the past year hands down Apollo Neuro is a wearable that helps your body recover from stress that sends vibrations into your body mine's on right now it's on clear and focus right now I can barely feel it it's almost sub-perceptual but it gives your nervous system the sensation of being touched or held it's like a virtual hug that calms your nervous system down and helps you relax sleep focus, or in my case right now, be more productive. It's like a wearable hug for your nervous system using touch therapy to help you feel safe and in control. You can wear it on the wrist. You can wear it on your ankle. You can even clip it on the inside of your shirt. Helps you with energy. Helps you feel more social and open, clear and focused, rebuild and recover, which is great after workouts or after stressful interactions. Calm, which is awesome for meditation. Unwind, Val and I call that the try and stay asleep setting, and fall asleep. How great is it? At night, I put it on. Well, I never take it off. It's on. I go on my phone. I hit fall asleep, and it gently lulls you to sleep by introducing a rhythm and slowing it down. And gently, slowly, your body gets the idea. I'm safe and it's okay to fall asleep. Chemical-free, helps with all of these things, helps uh, with symptoms of ADHD. These uh, Apollo's effects on stress, sleep, cognitive performance, and recovery have been proven in multiple clinical trials and real-world studies. It's not woo-woo. It's clinical. It's developed by a neuroscientist and a board-certified psychiatrist who have been studying the impacts of chronic stress in humans for nearly 15 years. You can get 10% off. Support the show. Support your body. Support your mind. Go to apolloneuro.com slash weird. That's E-A-P-O-A-P-O-L-L-O-N-E-U-R-O.com slash weird. 10% off. Seriously, give it a try. Also brought to us by our friends at Onnit and Alpha Brain. This morning, like every morning, I took some Alpha Brain. And before this episode, you're about to hear, I took some Alpha Brain. What is it? It's a nootropic, which means it's earth-grown ingredients that help your brain with memory, focus, and concentration. It's incredible for recall. It's incredible for creative work. It's incredible for conversation. It's incredible for banging out emails. It is a huge secret weapon 
in my repertoire when I need to get work done or do anything that involves my brain. Taking Alpha Brain, two or three Alpha Brain, 15, 20 minutes before I do it is a game changer. I wish I knew about it in college. I'm so glad I know about it now. It's been years, over six years, that I haven't done stand-up, a podcast, written a script, uh, or even just gone on a date with Val, or just wanted to read a book and maintain and hold on to more of it without taking Alpha Brain before. I swear by it. I give it to fans sometimes because I know I keep it in my pockets. It's so fun. It's so helpful. Game change. Go to onit, O-N-N-I-T dot com slash weird. You will get 10% off everything you see on that landing page. That's onit.com slash weird. All right, everybody. Enjoy We Made It Weird. Valerie? Get into it. <sighs> when you do a... S- <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you do a... When you go to like a yoga class where they have you inhale and sigh it out. Okay, let me remember 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Do you do it like this? <sighs> or do you do, <laughs> do, you do it what? like this? I'm just laughing at my own question. <laughs> or do you do it like this? <laughs> the first one. Yeah, people do the first one, and I like a sigh. I I do mix it up. Like if I have to really release a lot, I like do like a ah. But I, (sighs) but I think there is something nice about like a laundry detergent commercial sigh. You know, like like a more a more palatable. Yeah, where it's like, (sighs) oh, I liked it. You know, (laughs) I liked it. Right? Because it's like the thing about if you smile, it communicates to your nervous system that you're happy. Smile, (laughs) though your heart is breaking. I was going to say, even though you're at your dad's funeral. (laughs) Even though you're at your daddy's funeral. (laughs) Not just, which is... Yeah. Smile. It's what he would have wanted, but probably not. <laughs> My dad would want like full on Pharaoh, throw yourself on the casket. Yes. And rip your clothes off and burn them in a pile. And My dad, too. And since he's from the South and his funeral will probably be in Texas, the chances All of that my are funerals very, live in Texas. <laughs> the chances of that are very high. Our Boston funerals like will that will whale? throw themselves in the casket. In the casket? Oh, on the body. Oh, I thought you I thought you made an error. No. You mean they, on will, the weird perfumed maked up belly room. I'm sorry guys, but they take the room. belly off. Yeah. Which is the fucking grossest thing. Yes. And uh, and at my papa's funeral. Love you, papa. Uh, R.I.P. papa. Uh, Rest R. R. in papa. papa. <laughs> love you. Uh, that happened. Like my Aunt Debbie. Threw herself? Threw herself and had to be taken off by her husband. Like <laughs> like James Brown? Like they keep pulling him off the stage and then, no, I need more mourning. I get up off of that feet. More until you feel better. That is. <laughs> Wait, is that? Did that happen to James Brown? Because I think that happens in Sister Act, and I think they might be like 
whatever, doing an, an homage, homage to you that. Mean, yeah, that's an homage to James Brown. He wouldn't get off the stage. Where is this? I love that you didn't know that Whoopi is My doing reference James is Brown. Sister Act. I would have said it's like in Sister Act when she like... Sister Act. <laughs> Sister Act. <laughs> Sister Act. No, James Brown would do the ultimate show, the show... The ultimate show that you do during a show, which is you act like you're, they would put the jacket around him and walk him off stage. That's like you've, what they you've did left. The no, I know. <laughs> I've already reached that conclusion. <laughs> I'm telling the people. And but that was all part of the show. Like the people. It was would. on the set list. I'm sure. In parentheses, leave. I think huge jacket. So great, and I bet it was as popular as it was. I bet there was nothing better, and and. You know, as I sometimes say, if I'm full of myself on stage, like I envy that you get to watch this this joke. I bet James Brown was like, I'm mad because he knows. Yeah. It's not that it's sad, mm-hmm. but it's not the best seat in the house to be on stage and be like, okay, I think I have about four songs left in me or, you know, it's on the set list. So four songs. in. It's like doing an encore in a different way. Right. It's like an encore, but I'm not even going to leave. Yes. And they're going to pat me down and I'll be back. So you're saying someone did that at your papa's funeral? Who did? My your Aunt Nani? Debbie. Or your my Aunt. Aunt Debbie. So yeah, his n- None of my like r- r- immediate family, I don't think, would do that. Meaning like my grandma, my aunt. I don't think they would do that. But my Aunt Debbie is my Nani's best friend. She's not blood not even related. related, but she is like, she's as good as an aunt. And uh, so not very good. <laughs> <laughs> she's about as worth as much to you as like an aunt. Oh, OK. So like a text, a text that they're dead. Aunt level. Your aunt's dead. I just found out, by the way, that one of my aunts who I loved passed away my parents didn't even tell me. What? Which Ken, one? Aunt Kate. Aunt Kate? Uncle Lair. Yeah, we Are love her. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, but I just found out. Oh my God, Aunt yeah. Kate. I loved, I loved Aunt Kate. Didn't even, not even a text. God, why couldn't you have taken Oh, that's <laughs> I'm just too, kidding. We, we should have to bleep that. We should bleep it. I'm sorry. We'll bleep it. Okay. We'll bleep it. We that's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's funny. It's just a joke, but we'll bleep. We'll no, bleep, no, no. We'll bleep. I just it. haven't met that other aunt. No, I, yeah, you haven't met. You haven't met any of my aunts except, except aunt, aunt Kate, Kate who, who was you loved. a like just a hard laughing, yeah, quick laughing, yeah. Sh- like like when I say shit talking, I mean like she was fun. Yep. Like You'd want to be would... next to her at a wedding or a party. She'd be cracking you up. Yeah, she's like a the like a Boston aunt that you would see in a movie. Like she, yeah, but without the like, she's a summertime Boston aunt. Yeah, like there's in winter a, like, Boston aunts. Sure, where it's perpetually, it's always winter in my heart. You know what I mean? Like they're just kind of <laughs> yeah. like closed. Aunt Kate wasn't that way. No, she was great. And look. I understand my parents or whoever could have told me it just, you know, they're they're all so old. Like my parents are maintaining their lives. Yes. You know, they're not like rolling. I don't know. I don't know. They, they're not rolling with the homies. <laughs> I found out and I was like, my my brother had the appropriate reaction. He was like, I'm sorry I didn't tell you, dude. Like he, he oh. my parents were just like, we didn't tell you. <laughs> just eating a roll. Wow. And I was like, we loved Aunt Kate. My family was so, is so bad at family. Yeah, they're bad at family. They're terrible at family. 
family. Kind of the worst of family. <laughs> I'm going to say they're the worst at family. Because. They're, just because it wasn't one of our values. Like when people. Yes. And that's weird. Right. We're trying for family value like family matters because even like i feel like even families that might even i'm gonna say like have some you know gaslighting or emotional abuse they have this idea i don't know why i brought that up i have they they have this idea of like but we're a family like at least yeah, a you, fast you and furious you have that Oh, yeah. and it's so funny that you say that because when Vin Diesel at the end of every Fast and Furious movie is like, and we're family. I'm like, fuck you. You hate like, it. Like, I hate it. You it's have a hard time with close jealousy. families. But as we've been talking about and should continue unpacking and never stop talking about, meaning we should say this, you, we should remind ourselves, especially men, every day that mm-hmm. anger is sadness in disguise. Yeah. Anger is sa- sadness failed. Mm-hmm. Like sadness tried to get up and go, Oh, Vin Diesel and his fa- even families of friends, yeah, even just groups of ride or even the phrase ride or die. Yeah, I've got like ride or they booked a show and they're not going to be at your birthday, friends. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and, and but, the benefit of those friends is you can cancel on them. This is the weird mm. illness of comedian style friends. Yeah, and there is a benefit to it. Yeah, it's like that SNL sketch where gay guys can hire a straight guy. Remember. To Alan Yang to be oh, right. their friend, yes, and they go yes, like, yes, yes. "I'm I'm moving to Australia for six years," and the friend <laughs> yeah. is just like, "Got to do what you got to do, have fun." <laughs> like yeah. it's like that's yeah. like not emotional at all, right? Yes. That's great. Mm-hmm. So, Rabiglia, Neil Brennan, these are these are those are real friends of mine, right? And they have some of the comedian seasoning. Uh-huh. Meaning, when I call Neil or Neil and I talk, and we haven't talked in a month, there's no like. Sorry, I've been out of touch. Like, that is a benefit. Yeah. But when you get too much of that, you start to watch movies like Fast and Furious and go like, fuck, I can't even relate to him and Ty. Right. Ty? Ty, Isn't the beautiful one named Ty? The beautiful one? The black Asian man. He's half black, half Asian. Yes, he is beautiful. Yeah, he's beautiful. He has a Benihana in his house. Do you mean, wait, you've said that about somebody else before. It's only him. Wait, are you talking about ah, what's his name? The we're talking about the same guy. Yeah. Okay. He like he remember that one time he followed me on Twitter and I was he like did? but and then we saw like on the news it was like <laughs> this, He got hacked. He got hacked and like followed like hundreds of thousands of people i didn't know that and i was like what he follows me oh my god slide totally into those fell DMs. through it uh-huh i have a super babe that follows me i forget who it is it's somebody's uh, this is going to be frustrating because i won't even i, I want to say mm. christy teagan is that oh, somebody? Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen. Oh my God, you do not deserve no, her follow. No. She's a queen. I just called her Christy. I know. Chrissy that's insane. Teigen. Who, is, who is she she's, wed to? She's it's married to John. Player? No. Ah! Ah! I'm dying. Oh my God. Can I tell God. you something? No, Chrissy, we love. We love. You, uh, you can't say that uh, now. No, you as, as a piece of the infinite oneness that we all are. I love you. <laughs> but, oh, my God. No, no, I'm just not familiar. But what I want to say is, Val, I'm 44 <laughs> and I'm fucking loving it. Yeah. Like that I don't know shit. Yeah. And I don't follow shit. And I, you know what it is? 
It's a vacation you're always on. Mm-hmm. People say things, they go this, they go... I barely know who Mitch McConnell is. That's when it gets weird, is when people start mentioning political things oh, or yeah. like our senator, and I'm like... I just, you know what it is? Yeah, California senator question mark. I, I think we have no. two. If my life defend, defended, defended on, on it. it. <laughs> I gotta say, it is so underrated mm-hmm. to be an aging person. <laughs> like, I always joke that my mom called Celine Dion Celine Dijon, and yeah. I'm like, now I'm realizing. You just called Chrissy Teigen Christy Teigen. So, yeah, exactly. So that is. But it's, uh, what I didn't know, I thought it was like kind of like a confused bewilderment. And what I'm realizing is, is, is like, you're just like, packing lighter. Yeah. I'm still traveling around the world. There's just so many fewer things. And Chrissy, who you love, which yeah. makes me think she's a, a, an incredible person. She's great. Would completely understand this. I think she would. I actually think she might think it's cool. I think because they are such <laughs> a big deal. Welcome to our new deal. podcast, Speculating Tegan. Chrissy, Te- <laughs> Chrissy Teigen and John Legend is who she's married to. Arthur. Are basically, oh my God, I don't think he likes that. Yes, he does. It's does, his Twitter bio. Is it? That's. I wouldn't make that joke okay. about John Legend is a, what is the word for like, generational talent he's incredible yeah he's a I legend would, which is so funny what if his name was john would he be as popular john mediocre it says no. in parentheses disappointing trumpet sound is this, that's your last name yeah but you don't say it you make, make it, it. <laughs> so funny but he's incredible but his twitter bio says arthur okay. from the children's book yes because that was like a big thing that he looks like that could you bump more shit Uh (laughs) Uh uh-huh and chrissy posted a really funny thing when that arthur thing was happening where it was like which made me think that he didn't like it but i think it was a joke where it was like um it was like uh from an arthur episode where arthur gets really mad and he like clenches his fist yeah and so it was just a picture of the clenched fist and it was like when they say he looks like arthur (laughs) Very good. She's really funny. She's a model. She's gorgeous. Yeah. They have three kids. She's incredibly honest, like like more honest than a, usually a person who is in, that famous. Can I? Yeah. Okay, so she like sometimes this. gets in trouble because she's just so honest, but everybody loves her. They're basically Beyonce and Jay-Z. They're like J-Y. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay. They're and Jay <laughs> You are the funniest. Well done. Thank um, you. I want to say something, and it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's based a little bit on um, my conversation with Keegan, which came out, I guess, yeah, this will be the We Made It Weird that's going with the Keegan episode, is I'm trying not for, uh, um, what's the word? inclusion mm-hmm. or to fit in or anything i'm trying just for my own sake to reignite some of my fandom because mm-hmm. one of the things that i'm noticing is i'm just enjoying fewer things mm-hmm. and i'm a little bit meaning why why am i enjoying fewer things it's because again it goes back to i think getting older and i know my things mm-hmm. and knowing your things is actually kind of like a really dangerous place meaning mm-hmm. like it's it's boring. Like I yeah. catch myself boring myself going like, I like stand up. I like, you know, mm. my family. I like Leela and Val. I like hanging out. I like swimming. I like sauna. I like cold plunge. <laughs> like when you know your stuff, I think it's really important to know your stuff. 
But when you know it, and then you kind of close off, that's right. how I'm feeling. And uh, it's and when I was talking to Keegan, Ke- he, Keenan. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, Keenan. I want to find a reason why that uh, mistake wasn't as embarrassing as it is. <laughs> Maybe I was saying, because I've been watching Schmigadoon. Ke- yeah, there you go. <laughs> You've been watching Schmigadoon, so I, I've been thinking a lot about Keenan. I, that is slightly true. <laughs> yeah. But Keenan was reminding me of just like how great it is to be a fan and kind of how like life is mm-hmm. being a fan. Yeah. Like I was reading a quote. Oh, I want to find it because um, our friend Jen sent it to us. Did you look at this image that she sent? It doesn't matter. I, I was driving, so I couldn't okay. look at it. Let me see where it is. Uh, I, I, this is embarrassing because it's the only one I'm not sure how to pronounce. I think it's Rodan, R-O-D-I-N. Uh-huh. Is Rodan. I'm very proud of myself. Rodan said, the main thing is to be moved, to love, to hope, to tremble, to live. And sometimes mm. old Holmesy, in his slightly... Uh, you know, self-diagnosed, leaning towards an Asperger, you know, autistic kind of way. Mm-hmm. I can get very literal and I can be the guy on the show alone. You and I are watching the show alone. Mm-hmm. That is just kind of like going like, I need fish. Mm-hmm. Alone, by the way, you guys know this, but most of you know this. It's a show where they leave you alone in the woods with 10 items and you have to survive. Yeah. And you're alone. And when we watch that show, it's really humbling and and challenging to me because I'm realizing my style of living can sometimes and often is be. (laughs) What? I'm just laughing at that sentence because I had a (laughs) B. I had a B. There was a verb dangling. Can can often and and sometimes is. Can often (laughs) and, and often is be. My lifestyle is often. No, what is it? My lifestyle is often. No, no, no. Can often. My lifestyle can often. And and sometimes. And often is. B. (laughs) I think you did say it right. Like, I think you said can often and sometimes be. But. No, and often is. B. Is what I said. B. Okay, <laughs> then great. It's as yeah, funny as we that's thought. That's <laughs> the best thing that that's up there with. Uh, and so too, Brand is for me now. And there was a fan at the New York show yeah. that had a T-shirt. I loved it. And I die. I laughed so genuinely that <laughs> so he had a shirt. too. Brand, Brand is, is for, for me, me now. now. Uh, my lifestyle <laughs> can and often is B. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That it's good to laugh again. <laughs> um, a little. So the people on alone, they the one. My style would be the guy that goes make a no frill shelter that's yeah. warm because yeah. winter is coming. Get thank you for yawning. Hundred uh, percent, JK. You're just being Chrissy Teigen. You're being real, a little too real. <laughs> and I'm getting in trouble for it. Um, exact. Find fish because I need to eat. Um, Get fire because I need to be warm mm-hmm. and don't move too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, because you don't want to like burn calories. Yeah. And the people that thrive on the show alone mm-hmm. are always mm-hmm. either they're the more feminine leading, leaning men, mm-hmm. not always, but sometimes, often, mm-hmm. that understand that you need to have projects, yeah. art, purpose. Yeah. It's really this very, very powerful metaphor Mm -hmm. that show is like how are you living how are you are you just surviving Mm -hmm. or are you trying to like 
feed your soul. And it shows how important art is, making art, mm -hmm. projects, expression, yeah. mythology. That's why I'm surprised there aren't people that make Wilsons or make idols. No one does that. Mm -hmm. No one on any season of Alone we've seen has made like a puja table. Or or I would, first thing I would fucking do is yeah. carve a giant wooden idol. Yeah. Like a giant, that looks like baby Groot. Mm -hmm. And I would worship it. <laughs> uh -huh. And I would talk to the camera and be like, the gods have favored me. I'd leave him some fish. That's wow, all I would do. Wow. I'd like burn fish for him. That's a great like, Though that's... I be starving, baby Groot. Sorry. That's a <laughs> baby Groot. Baby. I just call it baby Groot. They can't air it for copyright reasons. It's blurred. The whole time it's a giant blurred. People are like, is it a dick? They're like, no, it's Marvel. <laughs> It's not a dick. It's Marvel. Uh, that's a great method. I, yeah, I, I, I mean. To tie, yeah, the ending is, that. you got to be a fan. You have to have purpose. You have to have pleasure. Yes. Yes. You have to feel. You have to tremble. You have to yes. go in. And I, I, I'm bored with myself a little bit this yeah. week. I'm a little just like, mm. oh, yeah, you fucking making stuff and doing dumb shows. Is that <laughs> right? Like going to the same experiential restaurant kind of all the time mm -hmm. and i need to like something i need to like something and i need mm -hmm. to serve some people like i need to mm -hmm. like i love putting on leela's shoes it's one of my favorite mm -hmm. things is mm -hmm. like something for someone else like yeah because i'm just i'm the guy in the woods going like and if i have one fish a day i'll make it to 100 days and i'm like yeah. come on man yeah it can't just be that Tell well, me everything. I was just going to say it is so beautiful that like this is part of the human experience because for survival purposes only, like just for our bodies staying alive, like beauty and art don't make any sense, which is why a lot of the people don't. Are the, dying. These, well, yeah. And these survivalists don't do it on that show because they're thinking of it in terms of how do I keep this body alive for a hundred days mm -hmm. and and so that is something like art and beauty and community and you know spending your time worshiping is purely soul it's like the most compelling art like uh proof that there is yeah. a soul and because you it's like a stomach it's not just a benign thing. No. It's, it's like not your benign. heart and your soul is another appetite. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. And it's tied to your body. Your body will die without it. Yeah. Like it's it's such an interest it's like it doesn't make logical sense. That's why it's like a heart space soul realm. And the fact that we need it as much as we need food yeah. and water is and, so gorgeous and the show alone is proof of that yes it's the people that are like making guitars and chairs and watching sunsets and all that sort of stuff yep make it longer there was this ethan hawk it's hawk right now is it ethan falcon <laughs> ethan falcon was um talking about poetry and he was like i know that most people don't need i think he says like beckett or somebody mm. is that a person mm -hmm. most don't people don't need yeah, that sounds like an artist. Uh, Yeats. <laughs> Let's say Yeats. I have a Yeats infection, man. I've been reading too much poetry. <laughs> okay. he's, he was going on about how most days, he's like, I'm not an idiot. I know most people's lives aren't 
craving poetry. Mm-hmm. But then he's like, but when a loved one dies mm-hmm. or you fall in love and you want to know if other people have ever felt this way because yeah. your feet are floating off the earth. Yeah. He's like, it becomes food. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, I just think that's really interesting. They've also, we've mentioned this study before that they're like, what is the purpose of art? Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this not as an artist. I'm saying this as someone who needs to like crave and consume and be consumed by someone else's art. Mm-hmm. That when you look at it anthropologically, the reason why every culture has dancing and stories and all that stuff, there's a million reasons. But one of them is a survival, meaning uh, so you don't kill yourself. So right. you don't just become a nihilist and go like, what is this? Like, right. I'm watching the animals we're eating. They're, they're going to, I'm, I'm going to die too. And we go, no, stick around. Jim's doing his, his weird long mask dance tonight. <laughs> and you're like, really? <laughs> they Jim? know it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> his weird long mask. <laughs> He's doing the weird one. Yeah. Oh, the one where his balls are hanging just outside of the skirt. <laughs> yeah, that one. He knows. He's got a longer skirt, but he likes the little father time aspect. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> no good? <laughs> no, it was good. It just was like, I was going to be like, yeah, human beings are just darling and gorgeous. But it felt funny oh, to say yeah. after the balls thing. But we are. Like the fact that, so Leela, you know, saw this drag brunch and she decided that she wanted to put on a concert as she called it for her friends. And she was like, can I be on a stage? Can we have a lot of chairs and a curtain and you surprise me with songs on your phone and I'll dance to them. Yeah. And like this morning I was like, let's do, cause we do have some friends coming over can to I also th- say, today. Yes. I love this. She watched that uh, dancer yeah. dancing on a bar for all of five seconds. I mean, it was five seconds. We like passed by it. And she was and like, she was, what is this? She hasn't been that interested in anything ever. And you know, it's like the perfect combo of our interests. Like perf- yeah, performing dance. for you and dance for me. Yeah, exactly. It's because it was dancing on a stage, mm-hmm. like on a bar. Yeah. And the music was so loud. I told somebody else, I was like, it, it sounded like someone in the restaurant was in distress yeah. and needed help. And to get people to come over and look and see if everything was okay, played the music too loud. Yeah. It, it was, was the loudest music I've ever it heard. It was like igniting in me like something is wrong. You're oh, yeah. in danger. It and I, I don't mind loud music usually, it was but it was the loudest music I've ever 10, heard. 10, <laughs> 20 in the morning. Yeah. And we were walking by. Part of the reason why we didn't watch longer was because the music was so loud. <laughs> so old. And the other reason is just like intense ingrained homophobia. Oh my God. I'm just God. kidding. <laughs> no. But I, you know, it's funny as we're saying, we didn't watch very long and Lila was so interested. I'm like, why didn't we stay? We were on yeah. our way to go see. We, <gasps> what did we see? What Elemental. Is it Elemental, which by the way. So good. Look, I haven't seen Barbie. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. But I have and it's so good. No, I can't. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> yeah. But why aren't we talking about Elemental? That movie was 10 out of 10 perfection. Mm-hmm. It was like a return to form for me for Pixar, meaning some Pixar movies just haven't been 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. They're still fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's like never bad. But yeah. Elemental to me, I was like, oh, shit. If this movie came out mm-hmm. when Toy Story 2 was coming out, 
the whole country would be screaming about Elemental. Yeah, now we like expect yeah. Pixar to be phenomenal. So, so and, yeah, I cried and yeah. I learned about my soul. Yeah. It's fucking incredible and it's so beautiful. You got to see it on the big screen. It's it amazing. Beautiful. So that's why we didn't stay longer to go see this movie, but go yeah. on. So she wants to do uh, so a show. So she's obsessed with it and like throughout the rest of that day, she was like, I just keep thinking about that dancer. <laughs> and so yeah. she wants to perform and... So we're doing that tonight, which is some, like I said, some real only child shit that we have three friends coming over to just to watch her dance, just to watch her dance to music on my phone. But and um, when we say, "Do you want to rehearse?" she says, she, "She said, I know my moves. I've already practiced." Which knowing <laughs> no way. my daughter, no way, just no way. There's no way. She's just like maybe she's thought about it in her mind, but. We're with her all the time. She's not practiced. Yeah, unless she's like ducking out of camp and silently practicing. Yeah, but I don't think so. But that but she's compulsion. Very, very free. Yeah, yeah, and that compulsion that we have to, when we're in a fearless space, to like create and make shows for each other. And you know, a cynic could say she just like wants attention, but like. First of all, yeah, so does everyone. And isn't it beautiful that we can give that to each other and it like fills a cup. It works. I feel that every morning when we were having coffee, just when our friends like recognize and validate my feeling. Yeah. Just casually. (laughs) Yeah. I'll be like, you know, I'm kind of this today. And they go, oh, yeah, just that. And I feel something (laughs) loosen in my body. Happens so subtly. You really have to be paying attention to feel it. But you're like, wow, these people are like, friends keep us from being like a big ball of knots yes and they they just kind of effortlessly untie them with little tickles that's right (laughs) absolutely and it is i mean even more what i'm really experiencing and remembering by having like a very close community of friends here in ojai and i have close friends in la it just it is a little different here you can you see we see our friends every day. <laughs> we just yeah. see our friends every day, basically. And and when we go like three days without seeing them, we're like, oh my God, I missed you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is, for me, it feels like such a safety net that I feel like emboldened. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, I actually think I can maybe do anything if i have a community around me yeah and like it's like friendship in its truest form and it's like the human experience in its truest form i really think so and this isn't my idea there was like a ted talk on like the real epidemic is isolation like sure and you know it's what's well, as bad as as smoking I yeah it's so. as bad for you as smoking so it but it but my our friend Reed was just he is the temple designer for this year's Burning Man, and he was explaining it to me like, you know, you go because I was like, tell me like the process. Like, let's say I want to go to Burning Man, what would I do? And he's like, well, you kind of start by asking around to see if anybody knows of a camp that has availability. And he's like, you can buy tickets, but that's not the way a lot of people do it. Like they don't just go straight to buying a ticket. They like find a camp first and then you get a ticket and then you go and it's like neighborhoods Hmm. where it's like you go to your camp and you build the camp together. 
you build your neighborhood with these new neighbors and then you party. But the party, he was like, the our favorite part was the building because we like were in a community where we had this shared goal. We were building stuff for ourselves and for each other and we were working to do it. Mm. And, and so then, and also when you party, it feels really hard earned. Like you feel like we worked really hard and now we get to, enjoy it and play really hard Mm. and i was like all you're really describing it feels like is the village format which we did for so long which i think is why it feels so good and addictive to people who you know love burning man yeah and it's nice that you're marrying those two ideas because i don't know if i'll ever go to burning man maybe Mm -hmm. but i do know that we live in a small town now and it's so nice yeah and i do get a, a lot of that just living here. I know we cover that a lot on the pod, but it's one of my favorite things to talk about because it that it's not like talking about cold plunging is like, oh, I'm glad you have whatever eleven hundred dollars for a, an outdoor cold bathtub. Like that's yeah. not the most relatable. Yes, <laughs> but like most people, I hope I'm going to say most people, whether or not they're aware of it, could find you know a community of yes. some kind. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean. Yes. And Most people I, and have access to people. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I will say I'm like not taking all the credit. Like we do, we are very lucky in a lot of ways that makes it easier for us to have friends. But the, I will say the part I will take credit for is like, it's a non-negotiable for me. So the, well, it would be for me now. That not that weird to be 44 and to have been exposed to something that now if I didn't have it, I would be like, well, this isn't life. Like yeah. I just didn't. Which goes back to your thing about like you have your set things. It's like well, that's, you clearly are open to letting in new things that you need. To compliment Pete, uh, <laughs> to give myself a compliment, at least I like I know that I don't know. And that's that's a that's a powerful thing. Yeah, you are. You're open in that way. Or I try to be. God help us. Can we? We have to go to the midi rolls. But like, I want when when we come back. I want to talk about the two. Both Val and I had a blood transfusion experience Mm -hmm. this week that was so powerful. And in the spirit of talking about like, you know, it's funny. There's a crew is doing this documentary with me. I don't know if we'll sell it or if it'll ever get made. But they're coming around filming me doing stand up. And I was like, it occurred to me, I was like, that is interesting that I do stand up. But I'm like, what's really interesting to me is like figuring out a balanced life is really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. And having that is one aspect. And that is the most interesting aspect. If you're going to see me at a train station, we're going to talk about one thing. You know, that, that would be a good choice. What's yeah. it like being a comedian? Great. Okay. I get it. That's the biggest fire draws the biggest crowd. But just as interestingly is like, how did we get all the different levels, to mm. use The Sims, yellow? Mm. In, the, in The Sims, if all your bars are yellow, like right. you have a happy Sim. I'm like, yeah. that is incredible. And it has so much to do with you and Leela. It has to do with where we are, like what we mm-hmm. surround ourselves with. It has to do with our these friend groups. All these things that are very, very simple. Mm-hmm. And then, as I've said, the cactus model of getting to a place where I can do stand-up just as part of my life. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that when we come back. Cause I have this thing is stand up being the antidote for monotony and all this stuff, but like how it can be kind of 
perverted when all perver- the idea is perverted when you drink the antidote what? but you're not sick. Mm, <laughs> just, that's interesting. You start getting like bloated. Right. We'll talk about that in uh, I think it's just two minutes. We'll be back in two minutes. This episode is brought to us by our friends at PYM Choose. PYM, prepare your mind. They are choose that help you manage feelings of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm. Good news. There's something here to help. It's wonderful when you're feeling worried, stressed out, or as Val and I like to say, you have a bee in your belly. Just chew two of these delicious, naturally flavored, no sugar added chews, and in minutes, for real, minutes, you start to feel more centered, calm, and in control. When I first tried them, it worked so well for both me and for Valerie that I ordered subscriptions for both my mom and my brother. Just so happy that their anxiety and stress have a natural, non-addictive, non-psychoactive solution. I like taking it at the start of my day when I'm uh, sitting down to answer emails or something to ease me into the work that I have to undertake. And I like to take it sometimes at the end of the day when I want to wind down and relax away the stress of the day. How does it work? PYM chews are comprised of proven amino acid complexes and adaptogens that help support your brain and your body's ability to organically support your ability, your body-based ability to manage and tolerate stress anxiety, and overwhelm. I also take their Mood Magnesium at night, which helps me sleep and unwind. It includes three magnesiums with the most evidence to support their effects on stress and sleep. It's very effective in helping me fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling rested. The best part is a percentage of their profits, 1%, goes towards mental health nonprofits, including the one Bring change to mind. So help your body and your mind fight off stress and overwhelm and sleep more deeply with PYM. Go to youcanpym.com slash weird and use promo code weird for 15% off. That's you can, like Y-O-U-C-A-N, pym.com slash weird. Use promo code weird for 15% off. Support your brain, support your mind, support your stress, your anxiety, your overwhelm, and sleep better and get 15% off and support the show. This episode is also brought to us by our friends at Bird Dogs, the makers of the best-looking, best-feeling shorts and swim trunks I have ever owned. I've never been a big short guy. Although I love swimming, I hate swim trunks, but Bird Dogs has literally come to change all of that. They're here to rescue our summer. Especially now that it's hot, I love liberating my legs and getting in water as often as I possibly can. And now, thanks to my dogs, I can do so without feeling weird. I can do it while feeling comfortable and licking, licking, licking really good. Licking? Looking really good. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dogs also have khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look, which I love. And bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better and they have the added bonus of not being Lululemon. (laughs) They're not stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix that issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And Bird Dog uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And their swim trunks, I love this, not only do they look great, but they dry really, really fast. So go to birddogs.com slash weird for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash weird and you will get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. Trust me, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Thanks, everybody, for listening to those, and please try one. Please try one and support the show. Here's what I was going to say. So, obviously, I was rocked and sort of re-traumatized by being at home 
And that was very difficult for me. In Boston. In yeah. Boston. And then I was doing all my things. I was, you know, exercising, trying to exercise. It was hard. For about mm-hmm. 10 days, I just couldn't find the will to exercise, mm-hmm. really. It was mm-hmm. brutal. But I was trying, I was doing what I could. I would get sunlight or I would like see a friend, little baby steps towards feeling normal again. And slowly but surely adding on things like exercise, which did help. But something was missing, like something was wrong. Mm-hmm. I had meetings, I was doing work stuff, I was remembering my identity, I was having family time. All the boxes were ticks, but one one wasn't. All the boxes are ticks. <laughs> Ooh. And uh, stay away from those boxes, they're ticks. <laughs> And then it's so obvious, anyone that listens to this show regularly knows, oh, you needed to do a set. Mm-hmm. But more specifically, I'm working on my new hour, mm-hmm. have been for a while, actually starting to plan tour dates for the new tour, just to kind of seamlessly go, which I'm very excited about. So I did Largo uh, two nights ago. For people listening to this, I'm going to be at Largo tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. Saturday, but this was a, someone else's show. Um. And I did all new material and it was the words we use. It was like getting a blood transfusion. It was this incredible, I always think of Father Greg Boyle saying like when I was kind of being hard on comedy, he was like, yeah, but it's also your gift, right? Mm -hmm. And it was, it was like, yeah, it felt like a gift. It felt like I was doing these new bits are about like AI and, and fear of AI and, and death and fear of death. And, mm-hmm. and like uh, always I like some sex stuff because I think it's interesting how ashamed we are of sex and do some of that. But all of it was kind of in the spirit of like release, mm-hmm. you know, releasing ourselves, releasing each other. Mm-hmm. They're releasing me. I'm trying to release them. Everyone is released. And I, I just drove home as I, as we talked about on the show before I felt like a completely different person. Mm. It was fucking incredible. Yeah, I like the show was great. The Sklar's, the Sklar brothers, uh, Randy and Jason, do this great thing where they write tags for you. Yeah, I got to be with David Spade and Sarah Silverman and Flanny, and and, and it was just a wonder. And Natasha, mm-hmm. it was a wonderful like hang. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh fuck, right! What a gift to find the thing that when you do it, just feels like the bat cracking on the ball real solid yes drove home listening to very loud Mm hip-hop and not just a pure ego trip but actually feeling like in a divine flow like a togetherness feeling Mm -hmm. and i guess maybe what makes this more interesting is then the next day my theory is everything is anxiety i've talked about this Mm -hmm. everything is anxiety Mm -hmm. how you see the world right now, everyone listening and me and you too, is directly related to how much anxiety you're feeling. And when I do stand up, my anxiety goes away completely. Right. And then the next day I'm in our yard and I can see the trees yeah. and I hear the birds. Yeah. I feel the water. Mm-hmm. Food tastes better. It's just this wonderful part of this share is gratitude. Yeah. And part of it also, going back to what I was saying, the documentary, or just like my life as a thing to look at, for me to look at and for others to look at, stand-up is part of it, and then it informs and imbues the rest of it. My ability to enjoy a quiet day in Ojai, Mm -hmm. 
Because yeah. other people have, they come up here and they're like, there's not enough action. I'm going crazy. Yeah. Is informed by these little Indiana Jones vine swings right. into the Temple of Doom. Right. Have a knife fight. Roll around. Mm-hmm. Do stuff with, do something with the whip. <laughs> do, you know, do your little whippy thing. Do a little whip thing. <laughs> grab your hat. <laughs> grab your hat as you roll back under the wall, put the hat back on. And now mm-hmm. it's not just country living and it's not just city living or or stand up and it's not just um seeing my friends it's also balanced with solitude occasionally traveling by myself love it it's like eating bread for me refuels me yeah it's not just being a parent it's having times when i'm just talking to you these things are really fascinating to me yeah like it's not i'm not i'm not trying to reshape the dog i'm just using that that is what i occurred to me as i'm like the most interesting thing about all of us mm-hmm. isn't the most interesting thing. It's how are you negotiating and marrying and merging and blending and separating and balancing and, and portioning out each thing. Yeah. Well, it is also like, it's like a fire, like which is just one of the elements going back to elemental. Yes. You know, it's like, and, and my version of this, of my blood transfusion was I went into LA and just taught my dance class but like that's like my fire just i know i shouldn't have said just i hated it i hated it too i'm sorry val you (laughs) what you like i'm not just saying this what you do we've told the story about my red turtleneck (laughs) i'm gonna tell it again we're in gym class it's all it's almost over they're like who wants to stand in front and everyone will mirror your oh. movements with a hula hoop so some of the kids are getting up and they're they're moving it around they're they're dancing and we're all very punishment and then i volunteered and i go up and i'm wearing like a an itchy red sweater it's the holidays an itchy red sweater and i start doing a lot of the hand over the hand kind of like a steering just, wheel just move a, yeah just a basic sidestepping <laughs> and it occurs to me i have no ideas i have no ideas how to lead 30 of my peers children but my peers in dance and then i remove in a desperate move i put in front of everybody I put, <laughs> while they're following yeah you. i put the hula hoop down a funnier kid would have done it as well in the crowd and took my itchy sweater off, thinking the sweater might be the problem. And I'm wearing a skin-tight <laughs> r- tomato red turtleneck. <laughs> and now I'm as exposed as I can be. I tell you that story <laughs> now to tell you that leading dance, no shit, is the hardest thing I could imagine doing. That's really nice. So when you Thank say you. I just led my dance, like that's a nightmare for me. I know you get fed by it. Yeah. In the same way that it's strange and perverse and an outlying thing to say, I like getting up in front of people and being burdened with making them laugh. That's not how I see it. You don't right. see it. I would see that as being like, I'm burdened with keeping them entertained, oh, having yeah. fun, moving, and they're looking at my body. Fuck off. It's the worst. <laughs> well, that's so you really did nice. a very brave thing and slayed a very slithery dragon. <laughs> that's really sweet. Thank you, baby. But. It definitely, I, everything you just said about how you felt after your set, that's how I felt after Blood the class. Yeah. And it is pure fire, but l- to change the metaphors to your antidote metaphor, like it is like you also need water, you need earth, you yeah. need air, like you yeah. need the other elements. And they like feed into each other, you know, like you 
whatever. You get a fish from the water and then you use the fire to cook it and you, you know, and the air takes up your smoke. And so it, it is about these like levels. Of, That's exactly it right. It only makes it, sense if it's in the context of other needs being met you know it's like just and that's the thing that is so rare about you in the world of stand-up at least from what i've seen like being a from my limited experience of seeing hundreds of comedians (laughs) almost every day and being friends with them and seeing their relationships and knowing them for over 10 years yeah but in my limited experience (laughs) yeah no i i i i i really I, it is very rare to come across but that's a what stand I up who is like, this is just one of my needs in a, in like a bag of equal part needs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I do this to meet a need and it's beautiful and fulfilling and I love it. And it's also equally important that I have solitude, that I am healthy in my body, that I have deep connections with my family and friends. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the only other person, I'm not saying that this is the only other person, but the only other person I can think of now who's like that is Rory, that I know of, is yeah. Rory Scovel, which I is why he's the too. only other stand-up I would marry. <laughs> and he, and where our styles are very similar. It's very strange. Yeah, exactly. But it's something that I it's deeply stra- what appreciate. I mean, strange is, it's strange that we're not closer but I don't, I don't begrudge that. It just didn't happen for some reason. Like Rory and I aren't like tight homies, and that's okay. Yeah. Like we love when we see each other, but it's maybe maybe we're too similar. I don't know. Uh, yeah, or maybe you're both stand-ups, and you guys are, you know. Just if Rory lived in town, yeah, yeah I think sure. we would. Um, it's interesting going back to. Thank you for reminding me. So stand-up was the missing piece of the antidote of how I was feeling, Mm -hmm. which was trapped, broken, sad. Mm -hmm. The cleaners are here? Yeah. And what I noticed, though, is when I tour sometimes, like when I was in New York, we did four shows at the Mm -hmm. City Winery. Then we went the night before we had been in New Jersey for one show, and then we went to Connecticut for one show. So there was six shows. Mm -hmm. By the sixth show, I'm... By the way, Connecticut was awesome. Thank Mm -hmm. you to everybody who came out. But it was awesome, but it was not an antidote anymore. Yes, right. It was too much medicine. You like like donuts? How about all the donuts in the world? Right. And I remembered when I did Largo this week, I was like, it's an interesting thing to take the thing that heals you Mm -hmm. and then kind of for your job, manufacture or find the place of brokenness within you and put it on display that you might eat the antidote in front of other people for their delight. Mm-hmm. The problem is you can't fake it as much as a visit home will actually rock you and mm-hmm. actually make you desperate to be known yeah. in a way that I can't really fake. Yeah. Um, but actually that's not true. I can fake and I do fake mm-hmm. and it's my job to fake. Mm-hmm. But when you do stand up and it's pure uncut raw off a giant knife, stick it in the kilo and take a <laughs> snort in a back alley wearing crocodile dundees, alligator tooth hat. <laughs> you had to take a breath and then continue the voice. Yeah, I couldn't get it. And you're wearing the vest. Um, the end. <laughs> oh, that was the end. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's a, it's a, it's a curious thing. Yes. To uh, continually heal your disease mm-hmm. post having any symptoms. Because the healing of your disease is very, very funny. Right. I'm getting more and more comfortable with just being like, stand-ups are 
uh, and I know this is probably maybe a snooze, so I'll keep it real short. I spent so much of my life being like, stand-ups aren't broken or weird. And now I'm like, no, we're all broken and weird, and that's okay. In fact, most non-stand-ups are as well. Right. Most, most people are. Most behavior is the exchange of attention. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? This goes back to that bit I'm trying to work on, which is like, thank God for anxiety, which is like, I'm glad I have anxiety and most hangs. This, our coffee this morning was like, where are we anxious? What can we do? Can I hold it for a minute? <coughs> and you'll hold mine. Yeah. And we'll all walk away. And I, I'm trying to make the bit funny, but I haven't even tried it yet. But I want to say like, if you're, if you're not joyful, at least be terrified. Because otherwise, what good are you to anybody? Wow, that's you know what I mean? really interesting. Oh, you like that? I do. I do like that a lot. And I mean, not to say, like, sometimes anxiety can be crippling and then, like, you know, people take medication. Oh, or no, they I do understand. All the, the things that they need to yeah, do no, to feel more like themselves. You don't want like too themselves. much. You don't want too much. But a little bit isn't You bad. want a little bit. Because it's also, like, kind of life force when it's that... It palatable fear is of a, excitement without breath. Of a dose, no, yeah. we wouldn't be doing this podcast if we weren't a little bit anxious. Mm-hmm. There would be no charge. Mm-hmm. Look at how desperately I'm chasing you and needing you <laughs> yeah. and needing the uh, uh, listeners to understand. And nobody yeah. would be listening to it mm-hmm. if they were on. I'm not saying you're anxious. You're either joyful or anxious. You could listen to this joyfully and be like, "What? Look at how darling humans are and all that stuff." Yeah. Much more likely, I would I would wager. Yeah. Is there's something just a little bit well, and it helps to listen to other people be like, "When I'm I do this." Not to give, I won't give any spoilers. I'll keep it very vague, mostly for you because I'm excited to watch it with you. But it's very much the like Barbara the, movie. the message of the Barbie movie is like, look at how fun in the beginning of the movie, you're just seeing this perfect world Spoiler. and it's so beautiful. And you're like, this is so fun. I want to live here. And then like, it's very much the message of choosing this reality and all of its grittiness and yeah. flaws and... And well, I'll say I've been craving psychedelics lately, and it's because I know, well, I won't say it's because I know, but I am aware that like Pete needs disruption and he needs challenge mm-hmm. and he needs um, immersion and uh, confrontation. Like I need, I need fire hose every once in a while. Absolutely. And as much as I have my camp set up and I do have fish and there's all this stuff, all that going back to the alone metaphor, it's like I, the other thing I need to do is sort of mix it up. Well, that's it. We think that what we want is perfect Barbie land. And like, we don't, we don't want that. That's not what we came here for. As evidenced by me, the most like comfort seeking hobbit, I moved to Ojai. I, in a lot of ways, get everything I've ever wanted I have, I could be like, I'm going to spend my days tinkering around the garden and sitting by the fire and yeah. drinking tea. And, and instead, I have this pull, like my New Year's resolution was to get out of my comfort zone. <laughs> like, yeah. And I have this pull to be like, I don't know, what if I like directed a movie or whatever, yeah. like doing yeah. like big, scary things. We'll see. Um, but... Th- you know, you don't you don't actually want to stay in the Shire. You want to have the Shire available to you at all times. That's what I want. Well, that's but, going back to my the most interesting thing is swinging on the Indiana Jones vine, doing something wild, and then 
returning. Yeah. And by the way, you could do that the opposite. You could be in a city and then swing to the country and you know, yeah. like whatever your whatever your ratios are. are. My ratio is is ninety ten that way, it mm-hmm. turns out. Mm-hmm. But that's after God, I lived in New York for almost ten years. I lived in LA for ten years. Yeah. I lived in Chicago for three I was in cities for 25 years. I mean, you basically, I know you lived in a suburb too, but you were from like a very, yeah, near a very big city your whole life. When I go back to Boston, now having lived in a more nature-based, shire-like place, mm-hmm. I go like, oh, not mm-hmm. like ugly bad. I just go like, it is more of a city feel to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Than I thought it was. When I was young, I was like, this sucks. There's nothing going on. Yeah. But yeah, and then I'd walk to the end of my street, wait for the bus, and take it 20 minutes, and I'd be in, you know, the city. Right. And there is like an energy that overflows into the suburbs when there is a very metropolitan area where you're just sort of like, it's all still like accessible. Oh, yeah. Which is good. It makes, because when it's I was in, in a, a room s- with a gun, yeah. there's a gun in the room. <laughs> you never quite adjust to there being a gun in the room. <laughs> yeah. But, but I also think there's benefits to that because I was from such a small town that was so far away. It was five hours from the nearest big city that it was like, even if you wanted to move to LA or New York, it's like, what? How? How are you going to do that? Not even like, let alone trying to have a job where it's like show business or art or whatever for a living. It's like most of the people I knew either majored in education or business. Like it was like, uh, you you have to, you have to. Right. So there is a wafting that like Leela will get from being raised here at so close to LA where it's like, also anything's possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's about like, val- it's, it's like whisper in the wind. <laughs> that's the that's the balance for sure. Mm. This was a very pro high episode. Sorry, <laughs> but pro high. I don't think it was only that. I didn't even track or note that it was very pro high. Yeah, I'll close with this thought. My friend Chris came over last night. We whenever we have the kids over, people Sunday dinner or something people are playing sometimes we'll sneak off not even sneak off it's in the area everybody is (laughs) Leela will want to play mario kart or something but she loses interest and then chris and i will play or we'll play mario brothers on the switch and like it's so fun yeah so we were like let's do this let's get to so last night at 9 30 which is very late for me yeah he came over and we played mario and it was fun it was And the takeaway was talking about just like figuring out this life, like figuring out what you actually want. Mm -hmm. You'd think we like donuts. Let's just have lots of donuts. So we're going to have like two hours Mm -hmm. of uninterrupted Mario Brothers. And we, I very quickly figured out that like the best version of Mario Brothers is stealing 15 minutes to play it, knowing at any minute Leela's going to come in and be like, I want to play. And like, end it yes and those stolen moments i was telling them today i was like what i figured out is something i had figured out back when i was drinking is the best drunk is the surprise drunk yes like whoops i got drunk at lunch mm-hmm. is so much better so than much better. on friday let's go get drunk like yeah. it's not as fun yep so he was there and like pretty quickly i was like wow you can't just manufacture this right we it's- thought we liked mario what we liked was 
getting away with something and yeah. sneaking something. It's like also, I think we've made this comparison with other things, but like an unexpected back massage that your friend gives you is better than a $300 yes. dollar spa massage. Like you're just like, second I am feeling this everywhere because I wasn't expecting it yeah. and I don't know how long it's going to last and I'm obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And isn't that a perfect metaphor for for life? Like the fact that we know we're getting away with something that might end at any moment is way more, makes the whole thing way more thrilling. Whoa. Nice. Keep it crispy. 